It's time for the Big Nasty Show right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. tell you what welcome into the big nasty show here on a monday a dreary dreary monday afternoon in the kentuckiana area i'm gonna tell you what buddy coming over here across the bridge is agony anymore with these traffic violent traffic situations they've got brewing around the city the spaghetti junction which is already a bad situation I'm usually in kind of a mood by the time i get here so i have to apologize to you because I'm, I'm fine i'm running in here i just got off a plane Firing in here, and then I look across the glass, and there you are, Bacon Kelsey, and it just sort of—it's like the the music from Ten should be playing in the background because it takes me to another place. No, know? no, nice Bo Derek reference. You like uh, that? N- 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 I have the same hairstyle. Not not that <laughs> any employee ever wants to hear this, or even if you consider not being paid an employee. But the fact is, I mean, you you should go come up here earlier. I mean, come, come up here. I, I know you don't. Have to how be much here till early? Six. How many? How much earlier am I supposed to leave? I leave at five. I leave my house at five o'clock and to get here to do a six o'clock show. Leave it maybe like quarter it's to. A, leave it like it's four-ish. like fifteen miles away. I, and it, I, but I when you come to traffic, it takes time. Leave it like quarter oh, to four, man. four o'clock. I'm telling you, you I, can listen to me on the way here. I, I, but I was listening to and you. And you just hang here. out in the lobby. I mean, was, you hang out with Douglas in the lobby or something. I mean, it's it is a nice lobby. It's a nice, yeah. comfortable environment. I, maybe I'll take you up on that. I'm trying to get out here to get, do some golfing. I'm going to try to get out to this Jeff Elks. You know, which you is have right no here. other plans. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, to, well, I just got off a plane. You know, I was up in Pennsylvania gallivanting. Yeah, twenty-one gun salute style. You know what I mean. Today so, isn't a rare. This weekend a rare exception, but uh, no, normally you don't have any plans. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm telling you. We have got. Uh, you want to talk about plans? This week is so busy. Even I'll put you to shame. I'll put you to shame this week as much as I got going on. We've got there's a there's a there's a horse race in Kentucky. I've heard the rumors. There, there's a rumor about it. So uh, tomorrow morning I've got to get up at six o'clock in the morning in the a.m. When was the last time you saw six a.m.? When I'm going to bed after an all nighter. <laughs> Uh, we got uh, we got two uh, real actually was, that was today by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, th- I thought you looked a little rougher under the weather uh, we got two really cool guests today I got uh, Caleb Keller's going to be on here in just a second with us uh, he's from TVG he's one of the uh, up and comers in TVG uh, he's got a real good grasp on the horse racing industry we're going to talk with him a little bit uh, and then in the second uh, part of the show we're going to have uh, Nick Schwartz from the Players View and uh, we haven't had him on in a while Nick's been a little uh, of course his Yankees aren't doing all that good and there's some allegations of cheating. I don't know if you saw any of that. The uh, little little stickiness on the neck, if you know what I'm saying. That's the yeah, that I, I never under, I never sell them short of any kind of means of cheating. I mean, Steinbrenner is the same guy that, <laughs> that hired private detectives to get out of paying Dave Winfield. So, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna actually go to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line uh, right away here. Uh, we've got from TVG and from a local. He's actually a Hoosiers fan, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Poor guy, yeah, poor guys, right? So, uh, on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, we have Caleb Keller from TVG on with us. Caleb, how's it going, buddy? Doing good, nasty Nate. I got to give you a compliment right off the top. You're one of the rare 
talk radio host that just lets that opening song play out for a little bit. Just you know what I'm saying? Especially when it's a working man, because I feel like you know you, you you're a working man. You're a hard worker. You're a, I'm you, you're the one person that's at the Keeneland uh, meet that's uh, out there running around working harder than me. Hold up, Caleb. First of all, I wish I could give nasty credit for something, but I'm the one that's that's on the board here, buddy. I'm the <laughs> I'm the one that wants wants to hear more of that song than I do here. Our host talk. <laughs> I let it play. He just talks look, when I give him the thumbs up. <laughs> and I understand the guy the guys behind the board are the ones that don't get any of the credit. They don't Never get any do. credit, and the credits. But but see, for him, he's kind of like that guy that was on the JV team that wasn't in the starting five. If you know what I'm, if you take my basketball reference, he wasn't basketball. He wasn't. We always made a good six man. <laughs> he, he, he's a great six man. So uh, if you'd see him, you'd understand why. After driving through, uh, I, I was traveling all day today. I was in the airport. I was up. Uh, actually, uh, funny. I, I was sitting there getting ready to get on the plane, getting ready to board. Uh, and guess who sits down next to me? Graham Motion. <laughs> Graham Motion. <laughs> of, of all people. And uh, he had lunch. Take a guess what Graham Motion was having for lunch today. Got no clue. Fish sandwich, fish fillet from McDonald's. <laughs> fish fillet. <laughs> living, living the dream. So you know. So. And how about this? My first ever interview uh, on TVG was with Graham Motion. Donna wow. Mother, she's going to take a race off, and it's funny because, like I say, any first time you're going to you're going to do something on TV, it's probably going to be pretty bad. Which that I mean, from a broadcaster standpoint, a reporter standpoint, it's pretty ugly. But it's like of all guys to do it, even if he was the reigning Derby winning trainer, he's just the nicest guy in the world. So it makes it really easy for Animal Kingdom, correct? Yep. Yeah, a lot of people. Oh, so, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a cool. He's a great guy. So I'm sitting there talking with him a little bit, and I, I, I didn't want to like be in his face too much because he was enjoying that delicious fillet of fish sandwich. Oh yeah, from McDonald's. So, uh, uh, but I, I, he turns and he says, "You know, I said I told him about being down at Tampa Bay and getting the uh, getting the video and meeting uh, Centeno and the Tampa Bay. I talked to him a little bit and stuff, and uh, he, he and we we're talking about Ring Weekend, and then that's when he told me because I was kind of off the beaten path this weekend. I was kind of not uh, not uh, not on the scene, which is kind of what I want to talk to you about a little bit today because I know I know you were um out there. You were out there yesterday, right? Or the, today as well or Yep, I I've uh, been out there the last three mornings, so it's one of those things where I'm probably like you, one of the worst morning people, but Derby Week, 6 a.m. comes and I just couldn't <laughs> just pop right out of bed ready to do it. Are you a hazelnut latte kind of guy? You know what? I have <laughs> had I I've told a story about the one I'm I'm not a coffee drinker. But it's funny you said hazel, hazelnut latte because uh, <laughs> one, one time in college, I literally slept through my entire first period. I'm thinking, I'm going to this religion class. I'm like, I got no chance of staying awake. I was like, I got to do something. Went to Starbucks, knew the girl working. She's like, oh, I was like, it's good to do everything. She comes with a hazelnut latte. And you know what I'm talking about? The first, like, first time we're on a, on a uh, coffee buzz. Like, I went from my mom off to that class. I know. I had my hand raised. I was asking questions. I was taking detailed notes. You were the most attentive that you had ever been, huh? <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm, I'm. I used to drink a lot of coffee. I don't drink much anymore. But uh, there'll be some coffee uh, ingested tomorrow because I'm trying to. I'm planning on getting up at six o'clock in the morning uh, the next two days, uh, uh, weather permitting. I guess the weather's going to be a little rough tomorrow, but we'll have to wait and see. Weather's yep. looking all right for the Derby. The the it's a iffy forecast, but it's not looking like it's going to be a a washout at least. So, um, we got a couple things we want to talk about. Obviously, we're going to talk horse racing with you a little bit. Uh, have you been following the NBA playoffs at all? Followed a little bit. I mean. Uh and as much of a basketball fan as I am, I follow college basketball as close as possible. And then NBA, I definitely keep an eye on my Pacers. But in reality, I mean, you know, they talked about the Pacers and the Heat weren't playing well at the end of the season. But it's like, let's be honest, man. Once you got, once you pretty much have the exact box wrapped up, they're gonna be sleepwalking a little bit. So, I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, well, honestly, okay. honestly, it's like, yeah, it has been a little ugly. And like, I don't know. I mean, they had to look good against the Hawks. They got that that fourth game, which was key. But you know, my, my whole my whole theory, just like any, just kind of like the tournament is that. You can be a fan of an ugly win, and if they beat the Hawks, it's going to be ugly. But 
I mean, Washington looks really good right now if that's what happens. And John, John Wall, that's for sure. Oh, he, I, mean, he, I mean, John Wall and Bradley Bill right now. You know, I what just, I, you know what I noticed about John Wall right now? He seems to be playing with more of a uh, team-minded approach. He's he's dishing the basketball a lot more. He, he's got definitely a little bit more of a, a team-minded approach. You you agree with this, Bacon Kelsey, in the booth there, buddy? Is, uh, yeah, about John Wall? Yeah. I think he's starting to learn to play a team game opposed to being just – a guy that's going to go 110 miles an hour nonstop coast to coast and all and the raw talent on one. He's got, but now for the first time in his first three year career, he's got guys around him though. All right, so Caleb, since we're on the air, what we'd like to do with uh, with, our, with our guest is again, my guest is Caleb Keller from TVG. Um, he uh, we we try to get a, your picks basically for the basketball that's what's happening. So we'll just go down through the games now, and we'll just, we'll pick the, the winner of that particular series. We'll just kind of go through that, and then we'll do a East West and then champion just for for uh, for fun's sake. So we'll start with the okay, Pacers. We'll start with the Pacers and Hawk uh, series. It's a uh, tied at two. Uh, it's tied at two. They play again tonight at eight, and that's in Indiana. That's in the uh, Conseco Fieldhouse, which my associate Bacon and I we've had a couple field trips up there to, uh, e- albeit nosebleed seats, but they're still there's not a bad seat in Conseco. So, but that's uh, is it still Conseco Fieldhouse or is is it? In fe- uh, Baker's Life. Baker's Life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank, you. thank you for letting me, both of you all. It's, like, it's, it's what I'll say. It's like, does it really, does it really matter? But no, yeah, whatever. It's it's a, I mean, it matters to the people that are doing the sponsorship. So. Well, in, yeah. two, in two years, another bank will take over the name of it anyway. So it's, an, it's irrelevant. Yeah. And you know we always need new banks on the scene. So anyway, we've got this Pacers-Hawks series. It's 2-2. We've got uh, two more games in Indiana if necessary. So we've got uh, Indiana and, and then they go back to Atlanta on on Thursday. So uh, it's tied at two. Who's, who's going to win this series, uh, Caleb? I'm going to go with the pace. I think they're just going to grind it out. I mean, it's, it, I, they have looked bad, but I think they got enough uh, to get past the Hawks. Bacon? I agree 100%. Yep. I picked this in six games to begin with. I think I thought it'd be a little differently done, but I think the Pacers end up still winning. Yeah, I was a little shocked. Games. I was a little shocked that the, the uh, Hawks came out of the gate, but as we discussed a few times uh, on the air, that the Hawks was actually a really bad matchup for the Pacers. Yep. But I think the Pacers kind of got it together, and they're sort of like you said, they'll they'll probably stumble through. So well, we're going to make it a three way on that one. I'll take I'll take the Pacers to win that. Then we have um, the Heat and the Bobcats next series, <laughs> two and the seven seed. Uh, yeah. Miami's up three nothing. Uh, any chance that the Bobcats turn we, us around and <laughs> right the ship. We can make it quick and get to a better series. Okay, that's what I say too. Unless unless Bacon Kelsey's been is back there drinking, even with a one hundred percent healthy Al Jefferson, they would have a, a hard chance to win this one. And they might win tonight just for to show like dignity and pride. I have a funny feeling something, we're gonna, but I, it's not going. It doesn't matter. It's yeah, over. No, there's no way that there's no way Charlotte gets gets back in the mix with no. us. So, uh, and we might be talking about the Heat here in just a moment anyway. So anyway, so we move on. We go to the uh, Raptors and Nets series. We have uh, this is a, again a tied series. We uh, the next game's not till Wednesday, which is kind of interesting. Um, that's at Toronto. Well, the Nets are old; they need time to rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Raptors are young, so it's kind of a, that's kind of that series that was isolated, young and old. So, uh, we'll start with you, our guest, Caleb. Uh, uh, what's your thoughts on this one, Raptors Nets? Uh, it's probably one of the rare uh, series that a six definitely looks like a slight favorite over the three, just based on experience. And I just think that. Uh, for second round purposes and experience level, I think that you know it is setting up to be a good Heat versus Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. See what those guys have got. They've already matched up before. Nice. So nice. it kind of looks like that. 
Trevor, any any thoughts on this? You need DeMar DeRozan to average 20-plus points a game and show consistent play to win two of your next four if you're Toronto, and I just don't have enough faith in DeMar DeRozan. Even though, those two get, even though there's potentially two of those games are home games. It, it's irrelevant whether it's home or away. You've got If DeMar DeRozan doesn't show up, they don't win that game. And I, I, think, like, I like Toronto, but I, I think, think Brooklyn wins this game in six or seven. I think a la San Antonio Spurs, I think that the experience of the uh, Brooklyn Nets will overcome the youth of the Toronto Raptors, and I agree. They move on in this series. So, Bulls, Wizards. Wizards playing lights out. A lot of people would say it was unexpected a little bit. 3-1, they're up in the series. So, do they, do they, uh, they've got two, uh, two games in Chicago potentially if it goes that far. And then we got Washington. Caleb, who's going to win this one? I mean, I, think, I really think that the Wizards uh, show what type of team they are when they stole game one at the Bulls, but then came right back in one game, too, uh, on the road. It's like, you look how Golden State won the first game with the Clippers and then laid down and looked like they were happy with a split, and the Wizards just didn't have that. And uh, I really think that they may be a little bit cut below the Pacers, but I still think that they're kind of that team that is going to really show themselves uh, this playoffs and the next year probably have some more expectations to try to go to that next level. But I'm definitely uh, on the, on the uh, Wizards there. I'm with you as well on that. Uh, Bacon, you with us? The series is over. Wizards won last night. The, the Bulls showed uh, that, that was done. That was a deal breaker last night for They're sure. Done. The so. two things that matter most can be playoffs are matchups and talent, and the Wizards have both. Which we'll talk about here in just a second as we get to the actual, the, the real nitty gritty. So we got Thunder and Grizzlies. Uh, this series is actually tied, um, which is a little surprising to me. I actually thought Thunder might might sort of roll this series, but it's actually tied. Uh, two games in Oklahoma City. Is there any chance that Memphis wins? Either of those two games in Oklahoma City, Caleb. Uh, I really can't see it. No, I mean I think that uh, they're, uh, you know, especially the, just the success that they've had to play off. And you got to like uh, just that hard-nosed nature that they have uh, down low and kind of the uh, underdog mentality. And they got they really do have a great fan base. But uh, I think I think uh, Thunder are way too good to, to get chopped off first round. Yeah, it's. I think this is the Thunder year, which we'll we'll visit in a second. So I'm with the Thunder as well. I, I want to pick Thunder, but it's all about tempo. If Memphis can make them play slow down. Junkyard dog basketball, like they have pretty much three of the four games of the series. Memphis has just as good chance to win that game I love as it. anybody does. I love it. Love it. A little bit. A little bit of controversy in the picks here. I think here. Thunder should the, win it, but I'm not saying they're going to do it. I okay. just don't, I don't have a winner. Two quick games, and then we'll get down to the real picks here. Uh, Clippers Warriors. This is a really, really cool series. This is a really interesting series. Uh, at first, the, the momentum seemed to be more in the maybe the Clippers ballpark, but now it seems to have twisted or shifted, if you would. So we have this matchup is again tied at two. So, uh, Caleb, what's your thoughts on this one? Clippers-Warriors. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to get your guys' thoughts on it because, uh, you know, the whole Donald Sterling thing came out. And to be honest, I saw the thing on YouTube and listened to I mean, I'm not big on dead spin and all that. I listened to probably two and a half minutes. I'm like, look, I'm not going to waste my time. i got a derby video to look at. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, honestly, I exed out, out of it. But my thing is that, look, if uh, if a team's throwing their team name as a Silent protest in the middle of the court on the road. Let's be honest. I don't think any team's got much of a chance. So I know that was just one game, but I mean, I, I guess I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to go with the shooters after everything that happened. Because Golden State, they're fun to watch. They they have a little. I mean, you gotta love. You, you, we're kind of re- reclaiming a lot of for guard oriented teams with UConn. I love. I mean, it. it's like I mean, we're we're looking at NBA sides, Kentucky here. It's like on paper they don't like they can lose the way they're playing. They don't look like they they can lose. But UConn is just their guard play was so good, and I think that's. What we're seeing with the with Golden State, yeah, that's they got, well, they got a decent assortment down there. But they got two, I'm gonna go with the shooters. They have the two best shooters in the end. Well, two of the best shooters in the NBA. I shouldn't say the two best shooters. That's a little bit too much. Uh, I, but uh, I'm with you. I, I and I actually have thought for a long time that uh, the Warriors. I, I thought that they might have a chance of actually winning the West, but we'll we'll see that about that here in just a second. I don't think uh, I, I don't think the Clippers. 
and I think Griffin, if he gets hot, he if he gets really hot, they're really tough to beat. But he's not that consistent. Well, unlike Caleb, I have nothing else to do, so I'm always trolling on Deadspin and teams and sports. <laughs> and- and listening to everything you, on you, there. You, trust me, you yeah. are nowhere I'm near. You guys are like I have the shots on Facebook. Okay, I, I have nothing better to do. I, this <laughs> game, the, the <laughs> Caleb, <laughs> Caleb, Caleb has gently shushed more women than you've seen this year. Probably, you understand what I'm saying? Likely. Uh, <laughs> the winner of Game Five in this series, I think, wins the series. I really, if, if the Clippers come out in a dud like they did, and and they have every kind of excuse too with all the things going on off the court. But if they win Game Five, I think they end up winning the series because I think they're the more talented team. Two in games terms of home. Depth. Two games but at home is big. If the Warriors win this game in L.A. in Game Five, they're they're winning Game Six, blowing out the Clippers. They're gonna blow them out of home. I, I yeah. agree. I think I, I think I'm with both of you guys on this one. I think the Golden the, the Warriors. This one's gonna be a five game series to me. I like Game Five is the winner I, of the series. I actually think the Warriors, if they get hot, have the potential to go all the way. We'll talk about that in just a second. We got one more game, and then we'll wrap up this part of the uh, the equation here. Uh, the Rockets and Blazers. It's three one here. Portland. Portland's been playing really good basketball. Uh, Demarcus Aldridge is a is a, a beast. Lamarcus. Is it what is it? Lamarcus. Demarcus Cousins I don't know. plays I, yeah, for the so Kings. Their names have all <laughs> five Whatever or six Donald's syllables. I can't pronounce it. But uh, we have Rockets Blazers three one Portland. Is the Bla- uh, is there any chance the Rockets could come back here? Okay. Uh, I kind of put Blazers really the same ball as being able to go out there like the Wizards and get those first two road wins. Like you get, we've seen a lot of times over the uh, NBA playoffs where. A team can come in with a lot of swag, a lot of confidence, nothing to lose. They can steal game one, and they kind of lay down a little bit game two. But when the uh, when the Blazers were able to come out and get the first two, then that's when they're really sending a message. And I think that Lillard is uh, just a super talented guy that's just got a different appeal to him, a different way of playing. The guy grew up in Oakland, kind of an underdog-type story. And just you can tell us his uh, intelligence matched to talent is really special. Yeah, he's it's definitely coming into his own. So okay, so let's let's get to the real nitty gritty here, well, Trevor. I don't really care what because well, I picked Portland to go to the Western Conference Finals early in the year. Right, so, yeah, right. You know, so I don't I don't care what your thoughts are on this I last love the one. Blazers. So. I got a man okay. crush on Batum. So uh, again, my guess is Caleb Keller from TVG. Caleb, you're a guest, so I'll let you go first with this. Uh, first, uh, you can do either way: East, West, and then champion. So I just I want you to give me who wins the East, who wins the West, and then who's your, who's the NBA champion 2014. You know, as much as I really want to uh, root for, I mean, I, I, am, I am rooting for the Pacers, but at the same time, it's tough to do in, uh, you know, in anything sports, racing, to stay unbiased. And honestly, I just think that, unfortunately, the Pacers, just the kind of history and trajectory of their franchise is that they choose to get wrong, or they choose to get good at the wrong times, basically. It's like, you know, the early 2000s, they run into Kobe and Shaq, and now they're running into LeBron and D-Wade. So it's just like, I, def- I still think that the Heat are definitely, and like I say, the NBA, let's be honest, you're not taking long shots in horse racing terms. In the NBA, you're trying to hit an eight dollar sixty cent exacter because the thing is, is right. You're, you're six to five. Good comes up. Six to five all day, all day. Yeah. So, so, uh, so let's lay it down. You, you got the you got the heat in the east uh, as well. Yeah. Okay. And now, how about the west? And then I think in the west too. I think uh, I heard you as well. I just think that it's really uh, the time for the Thunder with Westbrook and this way that Durant is to kind of put himself on that next superstar level. I just definitely see the the. Thunder meeting up with the Heat almost in a crash course, and about midway through the season when the Pacers and, and Heat were making it so known that they had this great rivalry, which was really refreshing for the NBA. I kind of had a thought of, I kind of had a thought where it's like, man, that's going to be that's going to be an NBA Finals right there, and it's really going to be tough for somebody to wheel right back and and uh, win the NBA Finals. So I'm I'm going to lean, I'm going to go with Thunder over the Heat. Thunder over the Heat to win it all. Yep. Uh, yep. All right, Kelsey. 
Uh, up until all season, up to three weeks ago, I had Pacers, but now I, I pick Heat in the East. I don't think the Pacers can do it. They just are you up. with Caleb on the? Uh, I'm the rooting for them. I, I think they have the talent. I, I just don't. They have too much turmoil to, to overcome the lack of talent you they go against. The I don't think they can beat the Heat four games. So the Heat in the East, uh, in the West, I, I agree with them on the Thunder. I'm sticking with the Thunder despite the uh, the outcoachable uh, moments they've had with Scott Brooks and the start the Marbury 2.0 reaction that <laughs> Russell Westbrook well. has on the court. Uh, if anybody, though, I, I'm I'm sticking with them. I know it may be hot to say it, but I think the Blazers could still be a very big sleeper. Wow! To slip in there if they get the if they can get wow. the Thunder in the conference finals, I think it can be a, a matchup that they can win. Wow, that's interesting. Very good point. Well, I'm going to throw a little curveball at both you guys as well because I, 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 I uh, I'm going to take the Golden State Warriors. I think they're going to win the West. No, they don't have enough depth on their front I, I, well, court. I'm thinking they're going to get momentum. It's going to be a little. It's going to be a lot of mojo going on. I'm taking. A, I'm taking a little bit of long ball. I, I like like uh, Caleb, Caleb said. He's gonna, you know this. I don't want the six to five shot. I'm looking for three to one. So I'm taking the Warriors. I think in the West we'll see. But I think it's the. I think it's the Heat's year to win it again. I could see a Portland Warriors Heat, Western Conference Finals easily. I think that'd be I, nice I, absolutely. I don't think that's, a, that's out of the realm of possibilities. But I think the Heat's going to win. I think the Heat's going to win this year because there's talk that this might be the last year the big three are together. All that stuff. All that mojo that goes with it, and you know LeBron, LeBron has a switch like no other. And let's face it, when he hits that switch, nobody can, it, no, no one's going to beat him when he's when he's when he gets that that switch going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And my my whole thing I can say is that first of all, I like I like the bold prediction. And if the Warriors do make it out of the West or even get to the Western Conference Finals, one thing we can be assured of is that's going to be some great entertainment. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, there's. There's certain types of brands of basketball where, like, yeah, you, you see the bruisers and the overpowering teams. Like, we've seen that, and that's kind of been the MO. It's like, who's got, who's got the guy to put the ball in his hands and go to the rim? But now a different style for a team to really be great just based on marksmen and skills and, and accuracy and different different types of, of playing playing basketball. And I think that if the Wizards – I mean, you never watch a dull Wizards game. Okay, that, yeah, exactly, exactly. I agree. It could be. It's. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. So, um, anyway, we got to get to a real, real quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk some uh, horse racing because we have a horse racing specialist. Maybe, maybe two of them on uh, with us. So, when we come right back here in just a minute. We're going to talk horse racing. We'll find out who's going to win the Kentucky Derby this year, which is just a few days away. On the Big Nasty Show, fourteen fifty thesportsbuzzcom Like a stone, and I feel these days of darkness, which we've known, will blow away with this new sun. not your fault, but mine. It's never your fault. <laughs> oh, the gentle sounds of Mumford are always good on a little rainy after- little rainy Monday afternoon. Welcome back into the Big Nasty Show here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. We've got uh, with us on the line on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz line, which you can call at any time, 502-384-1450. We've got Caleb Keller from TVG fame, if you would, on the line with us. Caleb, you still there, buddy? Okay, let's get into this. I mean, this is what this is what it's all about. So, um, 
first of all, I had, I wasn't able to be out there for a couple of days, the last few days. So first of all, I want to know from an insider, uh, you're an astute handicapper and, and sort of horse uh, analyst, um, race analyst, what, what what have you. Anything jump off the page at you your last two days out there at Churchill Downs? You know, honestly, right now I'm just looking at it, especially being out there in the mornings, as just early impressions uh, because, you know, it's like, I've been out there the last three mornings, uh, and California Chrome and Wicked Strong just got there today. I saw them for the first time, but Dance with Fate. A lot of these horses really haven't even shipped in. A lot of the real top contenders, and I, I really think that this year there really is a, a strong East Coast West Coast one too. I mean, California Chrome, what he's proven, and Wicked Strong. You know, Wicked Strong. One thing about him uh, from a lot of handicappers at the end of the fall, he was a definite buzz horse. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he ran third in the Remsen. And I can't really say I was on the bandwagon just yet, but I remember hearing a lot of handicappers just really talking about Wicked Strong. And, you know, the first start of uh, of the season at Gulfstream, he, I knew he was going to be up against the Gulfstream because he's a closer, but he finished ninth beat, I think, 19. And, and right after that race, I was like, okay, well, I mean, that, that was that. And then Throw he came back. That's yeah, a quick throwout, yeah. Yeah, and he comes back, and actually I didn't even realize that he, he had run a, a sneaky fourth behind Constitution. So, and then, uh, you know, he got up to New York. Mike that was in a that, that was in a seventy five thousand dollar that was a seventy five thousand dollar claimer that was a savvy little move by Jerkins there he popped him in there for seventy five k and he ran he like you said he ran a decent fourth that's Gulfstream again. Well, I'll tell you uh, that optional seventy five is honestly going to be easily the best allowance race we see at any racetrack all year. I mean, you got Constitution who wins the, the allowance. He comes back months before the Derby. You got Tonalist for Chris Kamal. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, no kidding. That's you, a... got, you got Mexicoma that runs third. Mexicoma is going to be uh, laid up and going to really give a run at him in the Belmont because of his distance. And then you got Wicked Strong fourth. I mean, that's actually um, that's actually possibly the best allowance I've ever seen in my life. So For an allowance? For, yeah, for an allowance. For, for, for an allowance. You, no that's, there. you know, that reminds me of that... that uh, Forty thousand dollar allowance race they ran with Bobby's kitten prior to the, the earlier on the card on the Tampa Bay Derby day that was the same type of race. There's like three stakes races, there's stakes horses in that one, but that's yeah, that's a yeah. huge lineup. Anyway, yeah. uh, to your point though, it's like the, you know I, I was talking to Grant Motion about just that today with the Wicked Strong because I was trying to get his pick his brain for who he liked, and he actually told me that he's high on uh, both of Pletcher's charges. He's high yeah. on Danza. And uh, uh, which one is the other one? It's Jim Holiday. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, well, I'll tell you that. Of my main impressions, I'll tell you, there's a few works that I saw this week. That's what that, I was. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. wondering. Yeah, I mean, there's a few works I saw this weekend, just to touch on a few. I mean, I thought Wildcat Red would be up against it. He really did not look good to me at all uh, coming past the wire. I mean, he's just. He's not I, even I, on I my think, radar. And, I, and he'll, no, pro- yeah. he'll probably burn yeah. me, but he's not on my radar. Yeah, so, I mean, I thought that. I, I, I obviously. Well, yeah, I wasn't going to have him on the speed angle. He'd be a better sprinter. And then I think that Commanding Curve, who's going to get in, he just got in. He's going to be the widest guy horse. He's going to be, you know, 15 to 1. But I tell you, I didn't really like the way that he finished up around the work. I mean, I think that Golden Soul last year, I heard a, you know, a pretty good horse woman at Keeneland stopped me like three weeks before the Derby. She's like, hey, if Golden Soul gets in the Derby, she could win it. Like, I remember her telling me that. But he could look good in the morning. He catches the sloppy track. He glided over it. So he comes in second at 34 to 1. And now, myself included, thinks, okay, here's Commanding Curve, following the same footsteps, closing in the Louisiana Derby. But he just had, I, I wasn't overly impressed. So to me, Dallas I saw is, that work, Dallas, and, I, I, and I wasn't trying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, you know, that's it. I was. It, it, that's well put, because that's exactly where I was with that. I thought that he was making a similar move. Dallas Stewart's a pretty astute uh, horseman. I, there's no, you know, I yeah. don't doubt him. He, he usually has one or two big horses every year. 
uh, you know, uh, and uh, I thought that might be that angle, and you might you might get a big price on that horse. But but I, I, that that one I've kind of thrown out. Um, for those for those that don't know, we we were just talking on the, uh, the first segment that uh, Ring Weekend is now out. Uh, he came down with some sort of a fever, according to Graham Motion, so he's out of the race. So now we've got to, we're we're narrowing it down now. I don't know. I didn't hear who drew in because of the departure of uh, Ring Weekend. Did you hear anything yeah, on that? So what, and, and that's the thing. That was Commanding Curve that drew it. He was twenty one. So okay. He's now so 20, the, yeah. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a little out of the out of the loop. I'll be I'll get back on the track tomorrow as I go out there. So, um, yeah. So uh, you said you said uh, intense holiday. Did you say you saw him work? Well, I mean, intense holiday. I think he easily had the work of the weekend. I mean, they, he worked. They worked him in company. The two Pletchers worked in company. So intense holiday went with Wee Miss Hardy, and Wee Miss Hardy already on paper. I mean, just doesn't belong in the Derby. And usually, when you win a team drill, you can draw off by two lengths or so. But, but intense holiday literally won that team drill by about four, and his gallop out when they came past the turn again just after the work, he was probably up 10 to 15 lengths. I mean, it was a powerhouse move. And Dan's up, got that bright, shiny chestnut coat. It looked great all weekend. And he Dan's, went- is a case, Dan's is a case where he fooled the betters, which can easily be done, 41 to 1. But really, you think about it, you listen to, uh, to the connection to Todd Pletcher and Aaron Wellman. They thought, just right after his two-year-old campaign, even though he had a little knee issue, they basically thought, okay, here's our derby horse. Let's bring him back in that allowance, and he, he ran third because he didn't have much early speed, and then they really, they, they were on the phone basically, where are we going to take our shot, and they took it in Arkansas, and he ran huge, so he outworked Vince Ramos pretty easy. My, my whole thing with this weekend is that, honestly, I wasn't that high on the pleasure horses, and I saw those two works, and I think that they're definitely legit, and and, and when you say that, too, you're saying, you're saying Danza in Intense Holiday, because, yeah, you know, so there's Danza, no mistake, because yeah. We Miss Artie's another one of his charges, and, and you no, know. No, no, yeah. no, Danza, you know, I'll tell you, We Miss Artie and Vince Ramos, I just think that this looks like a year where there's a lot of disparity from top to bottom, I mean, I really don't, I, I was looking at eight horses yesterday, I just can't make a case for being in the Superfect at all. And you've and, only mentioned uh, one of my top three at this point in the game, so we'll we'll get yeah. into that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it, I 100% agree with you, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, but we talked about, we talked about this, uh, the, the, what's the best strategy as far as the wagering goes, and I think you might be onto something with your little Superfecta there, so we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, off the air, but let's go, uh, let's, let's get the Caleb Keller from TVG, let's, 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 Let's narrow it down to four. It's an okay. interesting number. Uh, four being your 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 the last one, of course, and then on, on up through uh, four through one for this year's Kentucky Derby. And this is this is uh, keeping in mind that we're we're talking about like a fifty dollar win wager here, not the exotics, just a straightforward uh, what you think the likelihood of those four horses to to win uh-huh. the race is. So we will start with four. We'll, you you and I will go back and forth. So you give me your fourth, I'll give you mine, and then we'll 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 finish it out. Well, I'd say. I would say fourth right now. The one horse that, as a handicapper, I could see that you know the general public on what they've seen on paper could be a little fooled by. I really still think it's Samrod. I mean, start out his career five for five. The horse got a lot of talent. I like the fact that in a weak field he blew him away. In a good field he got up by half length and stayed there like he knew where the wire was and he knew and his he, objective was to win the race. Right. You got to so love the I, way I, he's been collared in a couple races too and just skirted right back at him. And and, and, and I think it's funny because the. the the resemblance to Funny Side is actually really, really uh, cool. Funny Side being the only New York bred to win, Samrock trying to be the second, and it's like both of their races coming in. Yeah. They showed a lot of talent on the New York. Uh, well, I think uh, I think the Funny Side had run it down a Gulfstream, but they showed you know a lot of ability. They get passed in the wood, and they get passed by Empire Maker and this year Wicked Strong, who everybody is on in the Derby, and r- just like Princess of Somar last year, you get passed one time, and you know no one wants to really bet a horse on top. 
coming off of a well family beaten effort in second, which a lot of times, okay, they are good bets, but that was a really closer biased uh, racetrack that day, and social inclusion is one of the most talented horses. And the reason that he's not in the Derby is because Sam Wright kept on grinding and grinding, even after he got passed, he still got past social inclusion. So I mean, I'm, I'm odds wise for him, I'm thinking 18 to 20 to 1, and I think that 18 I want to see him in person. I, I, I want to see him in person, but I think he's got a lot of upside. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to see him tomorrow. I think he's scheduled to work tomorrow. I think he's scheduled to work tomorrow, maybe or, or Gallup at least. So we'll, we'll see yep. him. We'll see yep. him tomorrow. So number yep. four, I've got. I'm going to put Danza in the number four spot here. I like okay. the way he run. Um, I, it's. I'm always reluctant or a little bit hesitant to take a horse that's come off such a big performance against such a quality field. Um, yeah. It, it, although he came out of the race strong, they said he came out of the race strong, and no, 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 no qualms there. So I'm going to take him in the number four spot. So who do you like in the three spot? Who's the uh, show horse in the in the Kentucky Derby this year? Or the winning horse. I think a horse that just got in town today that's really going to capture people's attention, and I would say from the clockers, just based on the way he looks, the way he holds himself, is going to get a lot of attention to dance with fate. And I know it's a quick wheel back, and they really had only des- had only designed to go to the bluegrass, and then he was so impressive in the bluegrass, and he looked like a champ all week. And I actually talked with his trainer, Peter Erden, back in California in the early fall, and this was before he ever ran a maiden race, yes. and I had heard some buzz about him. And I went up to Peter, it was just me and Peter and Dance with Fates kind of hanging out in the Bedford Hollywood Park paddock. And uh, Peter's a pretty modest guy. I mean, he's just a straight shooter. He didn't pout his horse or anything. And he told me basically straight up, yeah, we're already looking at the Del Mar Futurity, which is a grade one event, which is like, wow. what's that saying? What's that saying if the horse hasn't even run? And he's already talking about, yeah, we're looking especially, at the grade yeah. one Futurity. Especially a humble and, humble guy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and by the way, in that Futurity, granted, it's, granted it's synthetic or whatever, he runs second, uh, beating the nose, and he beat California Chrome. So, I mean, the talent, I think, is definitely there. My only concern with Dance of Fate is they said that he doesn't like dirt being kicked in his face, which, okay, that's definitely not a good thing in a derby for a closer, but he's got Corey Nakatani, and I think the horse is really headstrong. And if Corey, Corey's a money rider, and he hasn't won a derby, he comes up big on big stages. I think he's going to grab the reins early and really get that horse to relax. And I think he's going to have to give up a little ground because he's got like dirt in his face. He'll probably yeah, have to oh, be yeah. out of the free pass. It's, and it, he, might, he, he might get a safe trip. You know, I feel I, I, as uh, against my better judgment, I haven't put uh, he, uh, Dancing with Fate is not in my top four for that same said reason. But the, the yeah. horse that finished second to him in the Bluegrass Stakes is the horse that I've got in my three spot, and that's Metal Count with the Dale Romans connections. And uh, I've talked to him a couple of times about this, this horse, and uh, he's pretty high on this horse. And uh, and he likes the track. I haven't seen anything about the workouts so far this week. Maybe he works this week, and, and I get to see him in person. But I've got Metal Count in my three spots. So uh, on to the, t- the last two spots. Uh, number two for you, Caleb Keller. I think a wicked strong. I mean, I think that, like we are talking about early in the show, he, he had he had great he had promising form at the end of the two year old year. He had sneaky form in Florida, and then he had great form in New York, and even better after the race. I mean, I watched the uh, workout from New York on film, and the horse just—I mean—they went past the wire, and he just still had so much energy and gallop. He just definitely could have go around again. So I'm gonna put him too. And, uh, and the interesting thing about this is that's where I'm at with my second spot. So we should go. What we should do is put a whole bunch of money on this horse to place between us because we're right. on the same page with that. So okay, well, wicked well. strength. He's coming late. He's coming late. He doesn't mind to get some dirt kicked back in his face, like some have suggested. But uh, he's coming late one way or another. Does he get there in time? We'll have to wait and see till Saturday. So that leads us into our number one uh, horse. Uh, who's going to have the red roses draped around their neck this Saturday for uh, Caleb well, Keller? I really think it's tough as a, as a handy. In this game, you have to have a really good mix of being a handicapper and a gambler. And some, you know, you wanna you wanna trust your handicapping side 
and then uh, see what you can get out of it on the gambling side. But the fact of the matter is, I kind of fell into the trap last year. So I always look like the best horse, but as a handicapper, so you don't you don't wait all year for the biggest race of the year to take the favorite. But in reality, California Crown, I think, is the only horse. They thought about every year could it be the Triple Crown. I think he's definitely the only horse that even really has it. I told you, Caleb was a chalk player, Bacon. I told you that I all along. No, 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 no. He he looks good. He looks good. I, I, for some reason, I'm thro- I, I feel like I I need to throw him out because of all the hype. Just, yeah, I mean, I'm playing that the reverse hype angle. I I just I don't know. I I, I don't have him there. I don't have him there. But he he could he could win easy. He could win easy yeah. and be the next big thing. You know, and go on I mean, to win here, the triple but, the triple crown. You know, who knows? Here's the way I look at it. I mean, look. I mean, even even if he is going to be my top pick, I think that the horse has shown the much. I think the way that he looks right now on form. He, to me, he almost looks like he would be a cinch in the Preakness, the way that the Preakness plays. And I think that, honestly, the only way that the horse could get beat is if he runs like in a fleet Alex and he gets too close to a 45 and one pace and somebody yeah, comes flying. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I think the, the top two are going to run their race. That doesn't mean he's going to win. Tough to relax. It's, it's tough to relax a horse when there's that many of them on the track with him. That's the and only that's, thing. And I think that's the main concern with him, definitely. Exactly. That's, and, that's, and that's why and so many good horses have succumbed to that. Over the years, it's just so many, and I just think that he's yet another one. I think he's, I think he's on the front end coming to the, into the stretch. I think yeah. he's at the top of the, the stretch. But I think one of these horses, and and the one that I think is going to do it, is uh, for Todd Pletcher in the Todd Pletcher barn this year. I think Intense Holiday has been forgotten, and I think he's going to win the race. I mean, you you you've got as good of a work for a top pick. And that's what I'm saying. I just I just got on. I just got the Caleb Keller endorsement. I just got the Caleb Keller workout. Uh, Endorsement. So, what, what? What? Why can't I go with the horse that I've been on all along? So, <laughs> well, this well, is. I'll tell you this. When it, when it comes down to it, you got to put as much. You know, for the handicappers out there, they put the time into it, and I think that really to be the best handicapper last year, really in anything in life, you can take your ego out of out of play. You're going to be better at it. And Absolutely. Like, you don't want you want you don't want to be the handicapper that goes in there kind of like, look, I, I pretty much know everything. I don't, don't need anybody else's info. But really, this year, I'm taking the opposite approach. I'm literally soaking in as much information and opinions and video and everything I can. And, it, and then Saturday morning, once I've taken it all in, then yeah. it comes out of decision time as a gambler. And that's the way I'm looking at it this year. So, I mean, I think that, you know, I, I think it, I think it's going to be a great race because it looks like finally we're going to have a nice day for it. Absolutely. And that's, just, well, that's Absolutely. what we've always, we needed for a while. Well, listen, buddy, I got to I got to I got to get to another break here. Um, I'll see you out there tomorrow. What are you going out early or? Sounds good. I'll be out there. Uh, okay. yeah, I'll be out there early play front side. Yep. We'll, we'll put all this together and, and shake it up and see what we come up with. So uh, again, Caleb Keller from TVG, thanks for joining me, buddy, and I'll see you tomorrow. Sounds good, man. Thanks. All right, I see you, man. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, I got Nick Swartz from the Players View who is uh, on the line waiting to uh, chit-chat and give me his two thoughts because he's a fan of the cheating Yankees. Out the window at the darkness, the boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out of aces for a taste of your whiskey. Not a free Jolton Joe DiMaggio. Joe, Joe DiMaggio, we want you on our side. He tied the mark at 44, July the 1st, you know. 
Beautiful. Let that play just a little bit. Let that play. Can I bring him on and let that play at the same time? We're gonna bring. Uh, we're gonna go right to it. The Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. We're gonna bring a a Yankee, if you would, a smooth operator from the Yard Barker and the Players View, Mr. Nick Swartz. Welcome back to the program, Mr. Swartz. You there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I can't hear anything but Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, I mean, come on. you got to be <laughs> tapping your foot, right? You're, tucking, you're, you're tapping your foot. I had to apologize, Nick. I, uh, I, I went a little long on my first segment there, uh, my, but uh, it was good, informative, and entertaining at the same time. Did, did Nick know that uh, Joe DiMaggio is a dunker when it comes to his donuts and his coffee? Uh, I'm sure he does. Okay. I think that Joe DiMaggio sounds like the perfect lead-in for me. Like That's a great song. That's and awesome. And a great play. How you been, buddy? How, what's going on, man? What's happening? Tell me, I mean, I know you're making babies. I know that. You know, I know that your. I know that your little guys swim proper because you're making babies left and right. I know that's good. Everything's yeah. good there. So um, things are. Yeah, things are going good. I'm about to get better. There's a soon to be big surprise in my uh, career here coming up. Um, uh oh. Uh oh. Moving we, up the ladder a little bit. We got to wait. We got to wait. Probably about a week. You gonna make me wait for this or what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, almost, right. I almost have to. Because we it's can drop it. It's a big one though. We can drop it. We can drop it live if you want to. So, but uh, uh, but, I was going to say is it's two letters. It, 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 it's it, it's an acronym, and it starts with an A. Oh, <laughs> I think I might know, but we'll save it for another show, maybe. Maybe we'll maybe we'll celebrate. <laughs> maybe we'll celebrate next week. But mean meanwhile, um, I want you to look at the standings, and um, you see the Yankees are in first place there, right? Fifteen and ten. I'm looking right at them. Uh-huh. All highlighted. Okay. What's, uh, what's going on right below the Yankees, there, buddy? What, what's going uh, on? What's going on? Five hundred. Let me preface this a little bit, Bacon. I, I'm home this holiday season. Well, it's not really holiday, but I was home this weekend, and uh, and I get these texts, these slanderous texts about the Baltimore Orioles. It's from this guy right here, <laughs> Nick Swartz, chiming in about uh, Baltimore this, Baltimore that. Uh, Yankees apparently, from from what I've learned this week, they have to cheat to get things done. <laughs> Okay, let's get something straight here. Let's get it straight. Pine tar on a baseball, and you should know this as I a knew. former baseball player and as a catcher. Pine tar does not do anything to a baseball, but help the pitcher get a grip. But come That's on, it. come on, Nick. You're gonna put you're gonna put a four inch by half inch slash in, in the side of your neck with pine tar. I'm not saying it's a complete. I, I mean, look, I'm not saying that Pineda is not a complete moron for doing it twice on ESPN with five million cameras. He's a moron. I mean, that's a moron. Uh, Especially after he was under but, such close scrutiny from the just four days or five days before. Same team, same station. I mean, it was it really was I awful. Mean, that, how an idiot? How moronic is that? I mean, it, seriously, these guys are all paid millions and millions of dollars. You don't think this one of these trainers or somebody aside from Pineda would have been like, "Hey, buddy, uh, check your neck there. Check your neck." You guys. You know what's crazy? Is I was watching a game yesterday. Catcher from from Arizona, uh, Miguel Montero. He had pine tar on his, you know, uh, his catching equipment. So when the ball would come in, he would touch his, his, his the they back all of his do like that. is a shin guard, and he would throw the ball out. There's common sense, and there's ways to use that. The right. way that Pineda did it was beyond ridiculous. Right. So that's so. So what you're saying is they'll all cheat as long as as long as they get away with it. Everything's cool. There's no. I, I just yeah, well, that's what I they all said. All the baseball players know. Clarky was saying it during the during the broadcast that everybody does it. It's just a fact, you know. Like you can't like. Throw right in their face. What's that you? What's that you say there, Mister Kelsey? I can't hear you in here. What's it? I just like to get George Pre- George Brett's opinion. On <laughs> George Brett went ballistic. <laughs> what about Carlos Gomez a couple weeks ago in the Pirates? 
Gomez goes nuts. That boy, they need, he needs to stay off the juice. You're the only one still watches Pirates games here, buddy. I watch all baseball games. I'm a baseball guru. I'm a, I'm a baseball guru. So how's your fantasy team doing, Nick? Well, I got I received my first loss just because I was upset by a team that I'm she's probably listening to the show. I'm shocked that she beat me. She doesn't know a lot about baseball. She's Yankee. Three fan, one. You three Judy. You three one? Me. You three and one already this year already? Three and one. Wow. Yep, three and That's one. Bold. I'm two and two in yeah. both. Oh actually I'm three and one and two and two, sorry. But I'm uh, three and one and one and, and I'm four and oh in the other three. Okay, so real quick, so. any 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 uh, fantasy surprises on your team? Underachiever, overachiever surprises one way or another. I'm surprised by the the production I'm getting from Abreu. At first, I picked him real low and waited a while because I picked the first kid, base uh, real deep. Give me the give me the give me the background on him. That's the kid from where, where? He, yeah, the kid from Cuba, Jose Abreu. He'd come up as a rookie. He just right, broke the right. most home runs this month. He's playing first base, right? Yeah, for the White Sox. That's what. Yeah, I'm mashed potatoes, man. Traveling has got me in in a mashed potato state of mind. If you know what I'm saying, so. Um, yes, real quick, since we're running out of time, um, just give me uh, – you're watching the NBA playoffs a little bit. Give me a, give me your East, West, and champion real quick. We'll, we'll get into that before we run out of time here. Eastern champion, um, you know, it, it's hard to go against uh, the, the Miami Heat. And in the West, you know what, that's just that, – that's a toss-up. And um, I really wouldn't know – I would I, – it's, it's really – it's tough to say. I well, I want to say Jump Oki, on board with me. Jump know, on board with me on the delicious Golden State Warriors. Get on board with me. Trevor said they don't have the. You know what? The I, I wouldn't mind getting on that train because I love Steph Curry. I, I think that he is amazing. So, yeah, I'll go Golden State with you. He's a beast. I think he can put the team on his shoulders, and I think he can get that mojo at the right time. You, uh, you, he's a great player. He's a good. He's a good. Seems like a good dude, and I like cheering for good dudes like you know Derek Jeter and stuff. So. Okay, I, I'm right with the Golden State Warriors train. <laughs> Derek Jeter, everybody's Derek Jeter. He's, he's the one guy nobody dislikes, no matter who you are, who you root for. I do. I dislike. You dislike the West, so, so that's me. That's how me. can you dislike Derek? Exactly. Jeter? That's like they, they gave me all sorts, all rations of uh, everything. You know, bleep, bleep, bleep. When I didn't like Peyton Manning, if you're Yankee, t- I don't like you. I don't care if you're gone. Ah, you put man. on a Yankee jersey, I'm booing you. Over under on uh, fifteen wins for Masanati Tanaki this year, Nick. You taking the over under? Yeah, that guy's a beast. He is man, a beast. That's splitters. Sport. That splitters d- disgusting. I ne- I don't even know if that's really called a splitter. I've never seen a pitch uh, wh- like that in my entire life. And they and it's a ball every single time, and he gets strikeouts so much on it. Okay, uh, so it let, blows my mind. Let's have some fun here. We're uh, what are we? A month into the season. Month into the season. Real here. Uh, let's let's have some fun, Trevor. You can chime in here as well. Uh, at the All Star break. Who's got the best? Who do you think is going to have the best record in the American League, and who's going to have the best record in the National League at the All Star break this year? Nick, you're our guest, so you can go first. Uh, the best in the the best uh, record American in the American League. and the best re- in the National at the All Star break. Uh, I would say Detroit in the American League and Atlanta in the National. I'll take Texas in the American League. I'll take Milwaukee. I'll take Milwaukee. You don't, you don't, you may not like it, but I take Milwaukee. They're, 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 uh, they're playing strong. I think they can hold on. Milwaukee in the National League at the All Star break now. Trevor Kelsey. That's you know what you bring up Milwaukee. There's a big surprise. Snagged him off the wave of wire. Came on as my relief pitcher. Oh, oh yeah, man, if he comes through for me, I oh, love that me, man. That was bl- that was bl- a lightning in a bottle there, man. Uh, I'll Trevor, I think the Braves in the National, and I, I'm not going to pick the American because if there's one thing I've learned in the last uh, 20 years of being a Blue Jay fan. 
The all-star break is when it all goes down. Default is not an option. It is not. Copping out is not an option. Bacon, man, I tell you, you've gotten soft on me. You've gotten soft on me. on our fries. Nick. Legalize it. It's all Toronto. We got to go, Nick. I apologize we couldn't have you on longer. We'll do it next week or the week after, buddy. Sound good? No doubt. Have a great one. All right. Tune in on Mondays. Big Nasty Show. Stopped our Joe one night in Cleveland. Oh, oh, oh.